Tiki Hut Media. Pop the top on your favorite beer or whatever you drink from Tiki Hut Media. This is Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Hey there, Jerry here. Got my beer cracked open and ready for a new edition of Soul Ramblings Podcast, a new episode of Soul Ramblings Podcast. So glad you could join us today. Whether you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcast, Podchaser, YouTube, TuneIn Radio, or iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening today. If you would click subscribe, and that way you never miss a new episode of Soul Ramblings Podcast, we'd really appreciate that. You can also get social with us on Facebook and Instagram, links to those pages in the show notes of this episode, and you can keep up with everything happening at Soul Ramblings Podcast, and also get updated on new episodes as well. You can go over there, like, rate, review, leave a comment about an episode you heard, or make suggestions. We'd love to hear your feedback on social media and get social with us. Today, this is actually week before last. It was the Sunday after the Uvalde shootings, the mass shooting at the elementary school in Uvalde, Texas. A pastor on staff at Manatee Life Church, a multicultural United Methodist community of faith in Bradenton, Florida, of which I am a staff member, I preached a sermon on being part of the vine, the true vine, which is Jesus Christ. A guy by the name of Pastor Jim, who is also on staff there, led us in a prayer before the sermon for the victims of mass shootings. So we've got that complete service coming up here on Soul Ramblings Podcast. We'll get into the prayer, and I invite you to get into that spirit of prayer for those families during this time, and then we'll get into the sermon. Lord, it's hard to believe that there's been that many mass shootings. We pray that that we don't become insensitive. And yet, we have become numb. I don't know about anybody else, but I alone am tired of people saying enough is enough. I'm tired of people saying that their prayers and thoughts are with the families that are suffering. I know enough about you, Lord. That at the graveside you wept when you lost a friend. And yet... Our thoughts and our prayers go out. And we pray that something, some sense of sanity will take root. 
and we would pray that Rob Elementary would be the very last. And yet there's something in us that we know it won't be. How many more children and adults need to die before we the people stand up and say enough is enough and we put an end to the badness. Jesus did more than just weep. He went to a cross and on that cross died so that life might be given to everyone. Life. Precious life. Life that's here today and can be snuffed out in an instant. We hear them saying, well, it's it's mental illness. Well, other countries have mental illnesses, but they don't have mass shootings. They say it's because somebody is bullied in school. Well, other children are bullied in school in other countries, and yet there's no mass shootings. They say it's because of conflict in the home, of splits, divorces, separations, and yet those are realities in other countries, and yet there are no mass shootings. We can find all sorts of answers. But it all comes down to guns. The access to guns. Driven by hate and fear. And you have called us as a church to help heal a broken world. Trouble our spirits until we decide that enough is enough so that Jesus doesn't have to weep again because of lives quickly taken. And Lord, hear us as we pray, praying as we were taught to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
Our scripture lesson for the morning comes to us from John's Gospel, the 15th chapter, starting with verse 1. Hear the word of the Lord. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I almost scrapped this morning's sermon that I had prepared. And then I text Pastor Jim. I had a lot of thoughts and emotions this past week as I watched the horror coming out of Texas. Pastor Jim's prayer that he led us in said better and more eloquently than anything I could have come up with. And so I say amen to that prayer, which is a way of saying, so be it. So be it, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Thank you, Jim. In our gospel lesson for this morning, Jesus likens himself to a vine and God the Father, a farmer. That's the image he's painting there for them. We believers in Christ are the branches. We understand that. But notice, I have always overlooked this. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. 
That's not 100% accurate. Jesus said, I am the true vine. Not just any old vine. He is the true vine. And that got me to thinking, why would he say something like that? Well, you know, Jesus has been explaining in different ways to his followers and to the Jewish people as a whole in ways that they can understand what the kingdom of God is like, what the Son is like. And he refers to himself as the bread of life, the light, the door, the good shepherd, life, the way, the truth. And now the true vine, the real vine. And all of these metaphors that Jesus uses about himself deal with relationships. Relationships with God through Jesus and relationships with one another through Jesus. We are called to be connected to Jesus and thus connected to one another. Every branch that is on that true vine, that is coming from that true vine, they're related to one another. They have relationship to one another. What is that? The connection to the vine. And this really, this kind of radical thinking goes against what we've been, what we've had ingrained in us in the 21st century. This society promotes independence, making something of ourselves. And not necessarily anything wrong with that, but our self-worth tends to get caught up with our own personal success at making money and how many friends we have. In our world, it becomes very easy and natural for us to think it's all up to us and our own greatness and so forth as we seek to solve problems, meet life's challenges, and find hope and meaning. And... When we do that, when we have that kind of focus, we become competitive, cutthroat, sometimes even mean and hateful to one another. That's not the way life is supposed to be. This is not what following Jesus, being connected to Christ, produces. Branches that are connected to Jesus produce good fruit, good results. And above all, Jesus spends a good amount of time in those 17 verses talking about love. Make yourselves at home in my love, Jesus tells us. If you keep my commands, you'll remain intimately at home in my love. I chose you and put you in the world to bear fruit, fruit that won't spoil. And then he says, remember this command, remember this root command, love one another. It seems that the result of remaining in Jesus' love, at being at home in Jesus, is love. Unconditional, action-oriented, agape love. I've often heard it said that, don't tell me you love me, show me you love me. That's how I really know. And there's a, there's a bit of truth to that, but I believe we also need to tell one another. Tell one another and show one another. It's not an either or, it's a both and. 
It's vitally important. It's so important right now and should cause us to sit up, take notice, and look closely at our relationship with Christ, our connection to the vine. One of the things, as I was watching and reading the horrible news coming out of Texas this week, is how Christian folk are treating one another as regards to the cause and effect. And I believe Jesus weeps. No, we don't need to be tearing one another apart over this. Our connection to the vine is what holds us together. That's where our home is. We can have differences of opinion. That's fine. But our unity is in the vine, the true vine. Not just any old vine. The true vine, Jesus Christ. Are we loving all people without respect to age, race, gender, personality, social status, whatever thing you want to use to, that we use to divide ourselves? Do we discriminate and treat some people better than others for any reason whatsoever? Do we ever leave anyone out? Church, what a beautiful privilege and opportunity God offers us. It it really is amazing. It's easy to forget, though, and take that for granted. Jesus says, live in me. Make your home in me, just as I do in you. But still... I don't know about you, I'll I'll admit it, I'm guilty. There are times I tend to separate myself from the vine, go my own way, go out there and do it on my own, or I think I can. And I'll tell you, every time I've tried to go it alone, to disconnect from the vine, without Jesus, without relying on Jesus, it leads to unhappiness, Misery, definitely not filled with joy or peace. And the fruit of that is not selfless love, it's selfish love. And selfish love is not the love of God. As a matter of fact, selfish love, love focused on me, is not love at all. Jesus picture he paints for us of the true vine and the branches. It gives us a picture of of a living and growing community of faith that is connected to Christ and to others. In other words, the true vine and the branches, look around the room. These are the branches. We are all the branches. It's the church. It's the church. And it is to be the main operation hub of our lives. Everything else sprouts out as a result of this. The fruit we produce as a result of this is for the good of the whole community. It's just not for my benefit or just our benefit within these four walls. It's for the benefit of the whole community. It's not something that It's simply private or just for us that we keep to ourselves. And Jesus, in this chapter, talks about God being the farmer. And so the fruit we produce is not our own. I don't know if I'm going to burst your bubble here or not. 
The fruit that is produced is not ours. It's God's. It's God's. God planted us. God watered us and pruned us. God made the sunshine. We belong to God, not simply to ourselves. Our very lives depend wholly and completely on God. I know a lot of folks don't think you need to be involved in a church community in order to be a Christian. John Wesley said that there was no such thing as a solitary Christian that doesn't exist. I remember seeing a meme on social media one day where an, an elderly woman, it was from a TV show, she's talking, you remember that show, uh, Mama's Family? Anybody remember that show? It was a meme from that show. And the son is sitting at the table and says, well, Mama, I don't have to go to church to go to heaven. And she quickly replied, and that's true. You don't need a parachute to jump out of an airplane, but it doesn't hurt. <laughs> but this idea of, I don't need to be in church community in order to be a good Christian, I guess depends on how we answer these questions. What is the purpose of the Christian life? If we don't need church to be a Christian? Or is it just to make our personal lives better? Or is it simply fire insurance so we don't end up in hell? Or is it about reaching the world for Jesus Christ through loving action which comes from and is part of God's will? That's what it is. And how do we do that? The true vine and the branches being connected to one another in the church. Our real lives are to be lives that are connected to Christ and to the other branches or believers. Our true home is to be Christ. Live in me, Jesus says. Make your home in me just as I do in you. All we need to do is stay connected to Christ and one another and we'll produce good fruit. Jesus told us this in this passage. And that's why I have such positive hope for Manatee Life Church. Jesus' gospel is active and alive in those who are closely connected to the high nutrients. My mother-in-law was a gardener and one of the things we were out in her garden one day she called us early on a Saturday morning and wanted us Beth and I to come over and help her pick some stuff out of the garden and I thought there are about five billion other things I'd rather do than go early on a Saturday morning and pick stuff out of the garden but we went and there was a tomato vine there. And I was picking some tomatoes. And as I was picking them off the vine, she said, no, Jerry, get these down here that are close, close to the roots, close to the base. And I said, why? 
she said, those are the ones that get the best nutrients. How true that is of us. We're all connected to the vine, but the closer and closer relationship we get with Jesus Christ, the more fruit we produce. It's his fruit that is produced. Remember that. Whatever you have done for the least of these, you did it to me, Jesus said. Want to know how to do that? Connected to the true vine. So, as we leave this morning, I want us to ask ourselves, in what ways are our community, which we call Manatee Life Church, what ways are we connected? And then, let's get honest with ourselves and with God. What ways are we disconnected from the vine, the true vine? Is our community of faith abiding in Christ? What fruit do we produce? What fruit are we producing? That vine image Jesus uses is about lifelong discipleship and it's community over the long haul. It's about living into the will of God. It's about making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And it starts right here. Offered to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Receive this benediction as we leave this morning. Remember, it's all about Jesus. Amen. When he said in verse 17 of our gospel lesson this morning, he said, remember the root command. Do you remember what it was? Love one another. Amen. All right, thank you so much for joining us today on today's edition of Soul Ramblings Podcast. I know there are a lot of podcasts out there, and I really appreciate your time. It is a gift. I know your time is a gift. There are a lot of podcasts out there you could listen to, and you decided to spend your time today listening to us, and I do not take that for granted. I thank you for the gift and privilege of your time today. We'll be back next week. Before we get out of here, here is the last piece of advice for you. If you believe in goodness and if you value the approval of God, fix your minds on whatever is true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and praiseworthy. Until next time on Soul Ramblings Podcast, I'm Jerry Wicker. Keep the conversation going. Drink responsibly. Grace, peace, cheers. cheers. Thanks for listening to Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. Soul Ramblings is a Tiki Hut Media production. Soul Ramblings.